What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and soon-to-be TV. Today is week three of Spooktober, where we are talking about the 2008 thriller The Strangers, which is Adam's pick. I am Brett Parker. Joining me, of course is DNA Gaming consisting of Dan and Angela and the man who picked this movie out, my brother from the same mother, Adam Parker. How are we all doing tonight? Fantastic. I feel like I feel like I was like the lead singer of a band, like on stage, just asking that question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So, yes, today we are talking about The Strangers, which was released on May 30th, 2008. On a budget of $9 million, grossing $82.4 million at the box office. I could see why this movie was made on that kind of budget, just because of how it works. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this made $82.4 million at the box office, which for a R-rated film or a horror film, that's actually pretty good. Like, that, you, if you can get around $100 million for a horror movie and an R-rated movie, you're doing pretty good. Especially a movie that this this movie was only 85 minutes, an hour and 25 minutes. That is super short. But I mean, I feel like it was the perfect length for yeah. everything that happens in this in this film. Mm-hmm. Before we get to all the fun trivia and all that, let's go around the room and talk about what we thought of the film and we are going to start with the man who picked it out. Adam, go for it. Well, I I picked this film because uh well, I wouldn't say it's like the scariest movie I've ever seen. It's more of like a thriller to me, but I've always had like this connection to it because it just feels so real. It's something that could actually truly happen and has has or has actually happened because it's actually based off, well, partly based off the Manson murders. So it just always gave me that eerie, uncomfortable feeling when I watched it, which is what I like to feel when I'm watching a horror or a thriller. So that's and it still hasn't lost that feeling after i watched it today again it's just one of those like i would hate that to happen to me for sure that's my take angela my first time watching it uh scared crap out of me a couple times it was good uh would i watch it again probably not because i'm a big pansy (laughs) and i don't like scary movies like this (laughs) but it was good dan it's good this is not this is the first time i've seen it uh, I, I'm not big into this like suspense, like jump scare kind of horror films are not really my cup of tea. But I think this film, for how it was done without spoiling anything, how the film was shot and the budget you mentioned makes perfect sense. This was all like essentially how it was. Just, I, I'm, I'm going to say too much. Anyway, it was great. I like how they did it. I like how it very self-contained and uh, it was good. It was, it was really good how they did it. I think they did a great job. This is the... I, mean, I, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie quite a bit. Um, I've seen it a few times with Adam. Uh, it, I love just the different shots. I love how it's 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 slow in the beginning, but as with a movie that's only an hour and 25 minutes, it's not that slow. Like, it gets... Mm-hmm. It builds up that suspense. The... Even, you know, me and Adam talked about this a little bit yesterday before we were just talking about this movie. The subplot of the whole failed proposal, like she, you know, the guy he proposes to her, she says no. And you got that whole thing. At first, I was kind of like, why is this here? But then we kind of talked about it. I was like, okay, it makes sense. 
that it built mm-hmm. like it, there is really no happiness at all in this movie. There is no period of joy at all in this movie. And I think that makes it so much better than if it was like happy times and then bam, things are going on. It's it's dark from the beginning mm-hmm. until the end. And I think that's what makes it great. But the shot of her in the kitchen getting a a beer, she either gets a beer or she gets some water and the the, the, the oh. masked man comes in and he's just standing there staring, which is actually the cover of the poster, which I didn't yeah, which which kind of throws it off. I don't like that because that's one of my favorite shots of the whole film. It is the best, I think, of the whole movie. That's yeah. what scared me first. That's when I messaged you and I was like, ah, I just got the shit scared out of well, me. And it's great. It was that scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you don't hear anything. No. It does no. nothing actually like really comes of it. It's just no, like yeah. there to freak you out and then whoop. Because yep. I was watching her do her stuff and then I just happened it just happened to catch out of the corner cool. of my eye and I was like yeah. Actually, the reason I like that shot, outside of it just being a really good shot, it's composed very well. Um, is 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 the fact that she's in the house with it locked up, mm-hmm. and obviously they can get in and out whenever the hell they feel yeah. like it. Like they are in total control of what's going on. She has no, they can do what they want, and it literally just makes you uneasy for the rest of the film. It was great, absolutely terrifying. The fun fact about that part is the first time I watched it, I was watching it with a friend, and I didn't even notice him. And my friend was like, "What the hell was that?" We were actually like, I didn't even see it. I was paying attention to her. And he yeah. saw it, and he saw it. We rewinded it, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's creepy!" <laughs> but he's so subtle with it. Like, if you don't like, now that I've watched it, 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 he's so good with how he just like he makes it almost seamless when he walks into the room. There's no like jump or anything to it. He just like it's almost like he becomes part of that whole scene like perfectly. So, as Adam said before, this movie. Uh, so of course you get it's inspired by true events which means it's not things happened that were similar to this experience it this wasn't like identical to anything so this movie was written uh originally uh by the guy who ended up directing the movie brian bertino uh he wrote the film uh, by a different name i think it was called the faces mm-hmm. and it was a, a indie it was like a, it was going to be an in, independent film and he ended up selling it to Universal. He he put it into a screenplay contest and won. And it, and then he, in order for the film to get made, he had to turn in the script to Universal. He had to sell the script to Universal, meaning that his name was completely taken off of it. Oof. There was a lot of there was a lot of directors that were put up for put up for this film, including Justin Lin, who does like a lot of the Fast and the Furious movies and other movies that I really can't think of right now but he ended up coming back like they ended up asking him to come back and direct it which was pretty cool since it was his initial idea Uh, he based it off of a childhood experience well one of the inspirations there's many inspirations to this film one of them was as a child uh, he somebody knocked on his door he went to the door answered it and it's the same thing as in the movie where somebody asks for someone who doesn't live there just a random name hey is this person home and they say no but instead they would just go to a house where no if somebody didn't answer the house they would break in because he found out like a bunch of houses on his street got broken into Uh, as adam said it was based on the manson murders because uh the director was reading helter skelter there was a huge inspiration from from that book 
uh, which is the char- this, the Manson murders about the Manson murders through the eyes of the I believe the one of the attorneys from the trial, and then it was the final one was the oh Teddy the Cabin. the Keddie Cabin murders, which occurred yeah. in Keddie, California, nineteen eighty one. But Bertina doesn't accept that as one of the references, but it's a very similar situation. Um, as is this film. Also, there was a French film that came out that was called They, which came out two years before this, which was literally the same premise. It was two people who were getting terrorized by unknown people. I guess there was, but I guess they there was a whole thing where they just figured out that it was just coincidence that they were oh, similar okay. films. A sequel came out 10 years later called The Strangers Pray at Night, which didn't fare as well as this movie, but it had a smaller budget uh, and it actually takes place directly after this film. Really? Yes. And it's, but it's not like this film at all. It's more of a, your typical slasher film where the, the three, you know, the, the strangers as, as they're known or the faces, they stalk another family or they go to like a trailer park and stalk a bunch of family. Watch the, it's, it's on Netflix. Um, it's not, I, from what I've heard, I think Adam is probably the only one who's seen it. I haven't seen it. It's not, like I said, it's not like this one. This one is very suspenseful and slow and just everything that happens. It's just like everything to me, this movie is just like, I've seen it so many times, but it's still like, I still get nervous. Like when you're, especially when you know when something is about to happen, you're like, man, damn it. No, it's, it's the freaking music for me. Man. Oh yeah. It makes me so uneasy. Well, I noticed it, it early on, at least it may have been just us. I didn't really hear a lot of music in the movie. No, it was more it was from the, the record, the player. record player. Yeah. yeah, just the record player. See, that's what I thought because he was listening to it early on, and then it kept coming up. I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." This film was shot in chronological order, which is very rare for film. Yeah, usually, yeah. you know, they'll film a scene here and a scene here and a scene here, and then they have to kind of put it all together. No, this film was literally from beginning to end. That's how it was filmed, which is so rare. But I think it's cool as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. especially when you look when you watch a lot of behind the scenes on a lot of movies, it's you. You're, you don't really see that happening. It's like, yeah, we, we filmed the first scene of the movie last and we filmed the last scene of the movie first. You're like, how does that even work? Like, I, it's so weird that you can do that. There was, the movie, uh, we watched the other, or uh, it was 13 Ghosts. Like, there was oh a, a scene at the end. It was it was filmed, like, months after. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was the extra scene where all you see all the ghosts walk away into the night. Yeah. It was... Um, Additional film uh, scenes like, they shot at the end of the movie. Way later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Retakes, reshoots. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, there was this actually this fact. I don't know if it's on IMDb, but there's a fun fact that uh, Liv Tyler, the big thing with the director was uh, she didn't want to see or her to see the mask that the main, the father wears until she actually sees it when they're filming. And the part where she opens the window and he's sitting right there, she actually, they had to stop filming because she had like an anxiety attack. Because she hadn't seen what he looked like yet. Nailed no, it. I don't blame her. Yeah. I would. Jeez. Listen, I. Liv, they, to be honest, I, I've said a lot of. I, I've always been tossed about Liv Tyler in this movie and Liv Tyler as an actress, period, because she's very similar in, a, in most of her movies. Uh, but I feel like they cast, like she was perfect casting because she's such a, a very. She's very good at showing emotions and very good at crying yeah. and just being yes. scared. Like, I think she did a pretty good job in this movie. Scott Speedman, he he's 
he's in this movie. Like, and I, I mean, to be honest, I think every actor in this movie does a really good job at what they need to do. He's kind it, of a piece of crap. Yeah. So this, this, the outside of the house was all built, but it would, there was no houses that they filmed this at. This was all built by us, by set designers. The inside was on a soundstage, um, which is really cool because I love just where this, where they have this house set. Uh, Liv Tyler, if you didn't know, for anyone out there who didn't know, is the daughter of Aerosmith uh, vocalist uh, Steven Tyler. And his band, before he became big with Aerosmith, was called The Strangers. Weird fact, but hey, it's it's there. <laughs> How fitting. Right? Uh, the dollface first makes an appearance making it... Uh, she's the one who's asked if Tamara is home. She's the... She's that character. Gemma Ward, who plays this character, also played in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which is the worst Pirates of the Caribbean movie, in my opinion. Uh, and she plays a character called Tamara. Yeah. I've only seen the first three, so I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Listen, we're going to get to those movies at some point on the show. I know. So I know. there's five of them. <laughs> Let's find the sixth Italian version, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the song Mama Tried, which is used in the film during the very intense scenes, uh, is credited to Merrill Haggard and the Strangers on the ori- like the original song. Um, it's Merle Haggard. Come um, on, dude. Ma- is it Merrill or Mer- what is it? Merle. Whatever. I'm yeah, whatever. Don't whatever. Man. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, Merle. <laughs> Everybody in the South's like, fuck you, guy. yep that's that's happening he's a midwesterner yeah i'm not i'm a midwesterner what do i know this this is when people finally comment on the videos fuck this guy (laughs) (laughs) fuck this asshole uh what was the uh we're gonna we're gonna do this every every time there's vehicles in this movie there are three vehicles in this car can you name Okay, we're gonna go first. What is James's car? It is a '86 Volvo 240. Did you know that, or did you look it up? I remembered it because I looked at the stuff last night, but I knew it was a Volvo. <laughs> the, I was looking at the stuff. the pickup that the strangers pick. Or the I know this. I know this. It's uh, it's I didn't know specifically. I knew afterwards, but it's a sixty. It's a seventy to seventy-two. It's actually a seventy-two Ford F one fifty or F one hundred. F one fifty wasn't a trim at this point. And the vehicle that Mike drives. It's a Jeep. I know it's Jeep Cherokee. I don't know what year it is. 1984. This is exactly why the budget's low. This movie takes place in 2005. Why does nobody drive newer vehicles than this? Like, I, this is like the shit I would drive. What is wrong with these people? No, because you made mention because in Beetlejuice, he's like, oh, they drive a Volvo too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that, that, that was it. I knew it. But what I'm saying is like, they seem like well-to-do kind of people, right? Or at least pretty decently well-off, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't care, but you would assume they would drive some kind of newer vehicle. Maybe he's like you. And, and he just, likes old pieces of shit yeah. like I do. Absolutely. Yeah. If he does, kudos to them. Oh, Whoever bought these cars. Uh, uh, fixing my mistake from earlier, the French film that, they, that was kind of similar to this one is called Them. I don't know. I think I said they, but it's called them. And it was, came out in 2006. Yeah. This one doesn't have Rowdy Roddy Piper in it. So uh, the scene where the man in the mask hacks away the front door is a reference to the shining. Cause of course, anytime somebody takes an ax to a door, it's gotta be a reference to the shining. And if, you don't, not, and if you don't know what scene that is, it's the scene that Jack hacks down the bathroom door to get to Wendy. 
And goddamn, just hacking down the safe. Yeah. Somebody, this is a reference, a reference to The Shining. Right? <laughs> but he didn't. Here's John. Well, to be yeah, and another uh, trivia fact is He's that he is the only one who doesn't one talk. Who doesn't talk. Yeah. Yep. Dollface and was it? I'm trying to think of their names. So it's Dollface, Pinup Girl, and man, Ma- dude in the Ma- mask, mask, or whatever, man, man, or the the mask. man in the mask. Yeah. I he's him axe ba- dude to me because I called him baghead, but baghead. Oh, that's brilliant. it's very it's very um similar to the bag. It, it kind of looks similar to the bag that Jason wears in yes. Friday part yep. two. And also they make kind of a reference to if if you guys have seen I don't know if you guys have seen the Fear Street trilogy that Netflix that came out on Netflix. There's a, no, a there's a either. yeah, there's a killer that wears the he's kind of a throwback to Jason. And it kind of reminds me of that. Very cool. So yeah, Liv Tyler suffered from tonsillitis during shooting, which is just <laughs> awful. <laughs> she, perfect timing. Yeah. She, it's, it's, she So before filming any scene after the strangers began terrorizing the couple, they made Liv Tyler run laps, do jumping jacks, and other physical activities to get her out of breath to help stimulate simulate I said stimulate to help simulate the panic her character would have experienced. Wild. This movie got a 48% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is... That is unfair. It's not... I think it should have got a better score. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it did better than the sequel, so... (laughs) (laughs) From the sounds of it, the sequel pretty much just took all the fun out of it. Like, oh, this movie's fairly unique. Let's just take all of that away and make it a slasher film. Yeah, I think that... I mean, the one thing I do have to give props to is that they use the same... Like, I like how it, it is a continuation of this film. It's not like they just were like, we're going to use the name The Strangers and then it's going to be a completely different. No, it's it's literally those the the strange, you know, the the strangers. They it I think it I think the movie might open to the the final scene you see here with them driving yeah, well, away. Yeah, as I say at the end, um, they drive away and then the start of the second one is them in the truck again. Mm-hmm. And then they enter the new area where they terrorize. Yep. You figure they'd rest up between, you know, like get a nap. Yeah, it's going to be easier next time. Right? Mm-hmm. True. That is spoken. All right. Are we ready to do the plot? Yes. All right. So the movie opens with the really cool vo- voiceover of like how this is based on true events. And it, it pretty much summarizes. It pretty much makes it out like this. The exact events that happened in this movie happened in real life to the FBI. There are an estimated 1.4 million violent crimes in America each year. On the night of February 11, 2005, Kristen McKay and James Hoyt left a friend's wedding reception and returned to the Hoyt family's summer home. The brutal events that took place there are still not entirely known. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre did the oh, same. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, they did the same. I mean, this is this is this is what two thousands horror was. It was this style. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in like seventy three. No, no. Well, there was that one, but then, <laughs> but then, but no. I'm talking about like so the no, remake. I'm talking about the remake, the one with Jessica Biel, which is actually a pretty good movie. Yes, I, I do that. agree. I, I I do agree. Actually, I see. No, I didn't see it in theaters. I do have that on DVD. Movie idea. Mm-hmm. Review idea right there. So a good one. they show a bunch of houses during like it's kind of like flashes of different houses, and every mm-hmm. house is a different like uh, big time horror movie house. So one of them is the Elm Street house. One of them is the Amityville house. 
and one what was the last one and one was uh the myers house from halloween where's the beetlejuice house i don't know this is horse shit i want my money back we then get a 911 call of a kid who's just frantically crying trying to tell this operator what's going on that there's blood everywhere and it's it's bad and it's it's terrifying but it also shows as this is happening it shows these two kids who are guessing jehovah witnesses or you know people trying to convert people to or what what, what are they what's it trying to convert people to the church right but they are they said they were mormons or something but they they are not mormons but it's not correct because mormons are they have to be older than a certain age they have to be over 16 or whatever like Mm -hmm. they tell them and mormons are not they don't carry um, the pamphlets that about being a christian or whatever no yeah so we get the 911 call (laughs) and then the kids wander into the house and they see the blood but you don't see anything else uh you don't you know, you, you just pretty much you see blood and you see how the house is in pieces. We meet our main characters, Kristen and James, played by Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. What a name. Good old Scott Speedman. This dude means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him from anything. You've told me. I don't know. I want to keep girl. saying his name like he is like one of the most fam- famous actors around. All right. We should just wear like Underworld. Go watch Underworld with Kate Beckinsale and uh, Scott Speedman. Or if you grew up watching Felicity like I did. Is that the one with uh who's the main who's the main actress in that? I know her name. She was in the Americans, the show The Americans. uh, Carrie uh Carrie Russell, I think, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm I'm glad we I I gotta figure that out. He's right there. He looks like an asshole there too. Apologize, Scott Speedman. You're probably a great guy. <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> so we get, yeah, two sad people in a car, and they're, Adam just don't, from the looks of it, things aren't going well in their relationship. Did they break up? Oh, wait. She said no to a proposal. It shows them having a good time at a wedding. He carries her outside. You're all happy for him. And then he takes out a ring, and then she has that, like, I'm going to say no face. <laughs> Ready. Yeah, because yeah. it takes them a minute to, to figure out what's going on. Because you're sitting like, "Why the fuck is she crying? Like, yeah. What's going on?" They, it's weird because they, yeah, they like have things out of order of like, yeah, they, like when it happens. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And there's just a lot of drama around this. It pretty much shows them leaving the wedding, going home, and they they don't really talk to each other. She like, you know, she's getting ready or she's getting ready for bed, and but she can't go to sleep, and he's like. What is he? He ends up eating something at the ice table. Cream. Oh yeah, he ice takes out a carton of ice cream. Bluebell, right? Bluebell ice cream. Yeah, and starts eating it's that. It's it, this is this is where I this is this where I'm like, okay, we could have cut some of this. I feel like we could have cut down on some of this. Like, all right, we understand it's it's a bad situation, but I don't need to watch him eat ice cream for five minutes. But then you get, but then they start getting frisky. They're about to get it on, and then that's when you get your first knocks at the door. And like at this at this point, we're like what twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of fluff at the beginning. Yes, like establishing much. what's going on with these people. I, and like I said, if, if you just if you, you could have cut like even five minutes of this of this shit, where I it's like I understand what's happening. All right, you got I got the point. I know what, I get what happened. They're sad. You know, they're both sad in their own ways. Uh, but. The problem is, is this movie was already an hour and 25 minutes, and I don't know what, oh, God, we've already, I know we've talked about it on an episode of the show, but there's like a limit you have to hit 
for it was a like an hour and 15 or something okay, like that. Okay, so it yeah. 71 minutes, I think it was. Okay, 70. so... It was something I, random. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think they had to put certain... Like, they had to extend this out to be like, we got to make sure we can get this into theaters. Whatever. They could have flip-flopped it around where they started at the party. Yeah. First, yeah. and not, you know, watch her smoke a cigarette for oh two minutes. Oh, my God. And take a bath. And take a bath, <laughs> like... The saddest bath ever. So the door, so yeah, so they're about to to get it on, and the door, uh, someone knocks at the door, and then uh, and and literally James goes, "It's four a.m. Who's 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 at the house?" And it's like they don't fucking answer it. They look at the clock to confirm it's four a.m. Yeah, shows the it's screen. four a.m. Don't answer your damn door. Yeah, Dan was correct. It's seventy five minutes or longer. Okay, that was, was close. A shot in the dark. Good I job. Good, good job. <laughs> So yeah, that was I. God, every time I'm like, why? I, I if someone knocked at my door at 4 a.m., I would not answer it. Hundred percent. I would look at for. I mean, it's 2021, and I have a camera outside my house. But it's a. <laughs> but like, don't answer your door. You are in the middle of nowhere. Just chill out. All right. They can't be that far in the middle of nowhere. Like, I mean, they're not really. But no, I know what you're saying. But like, it's, I'm assuming they're in like a suburb. There was a there's a neighbor across the street. You can see like the lights across the street. Yeah, it's so, it's weird how they lay all this out. Yeah, I agree. They don't really put it in stone like where this house is as opposed to other stuff. Because there's some scenes where it looks like they're in the middle of nowhere, and then there's some scenes where yeah, like Adam said, there's lights across the street, and you're like, okay, there's a neighbor right there. No one hears anything. <laughs> look at where my look at where my grandmother lives. She has a long driveway. Mm -hmm. She has neighbors on both sides, but it's. But it's they're far blocked away. Off. They're blocked off by a bunch of trees. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they have neighbors that could potentially hear. Right. But she's set far enough back that you'd have to yell pretty loud to. Oh, and you I mean like if someone was trying to kill you. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean it's four a.m. Right. You know, most people are asleep at this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I want to mention that James calls his friend Mike to come get him. Because clearly he doesn't want to be there in this yeah. really weird, awkward situation, which yeah, I don't completely, I don't completely blame him. Yeah, I'd want to be home. So, she, the, is, you get to see where she's like sitting at the table, and she's like, "I'm out of cigs. I'll go get. I'll go get. I'll go get some for you." Smoking like a damn chimney. Holy crap, man! Smoke a whole pack before you get home. So he roll them up. Yes. <laughs> so James decides, "I'll I'll go get you some cigarettes." So he goes outside. He he leaves. Shows him driving, and I was like, "Okay, we needed that scene for no reason." After and all he had drinking, to do was just leave, but leave and drinking. shut the door. Yeah, but all yeah he was, but all he has to do is just leave. Like we don't need him in the vehicle; just leave. Yeah, just leave and then show him coming back. You don't need to That's show it. this the shot of the car driving down the road and then nothing else happening. Okay, cool. We understand yeah. what's going on. Whatever. So Kristen is all alone, and that's when you hear the knocking again. Don't. Answer the goddamn door. Tomorrow's home, damn it. Oh wait. So wait, you. we didn't talk we didn't talk about it. So the first time they knock at the door when uh James is there, they go to the door. They you know, he cracks it open, he says, uh, can, you know, hello, can I help you? And she's like, Is Tamara here? Is Tamara here? No. No, you got the wrong house. The He's porch like, light isn't working either. Yep, that's right. And he's like, no, no one by that name lives here. And so she, oh, thank you. And then like walks away. And, well, and she does. 
she does say see you later and she wasn't lying so well doesn't she say are you sure yeah, yeah are you yeah. sure yeah and then when, when she's walking away she says see you later <laughs> she was lying no nope, she wasn't wrong so yeah then i did we... read a goof about his uh his light bulb when he turns the light bulb mm -hmm. he screws it the wrong way <laughs> he turns it in the wrong direction good job good job james Good job, yeah. Scott Speedman. <laughs> well, Doesn't even know how joke. to turn this, in the light bulb. This is a joke bulb. for later. I thought you told me you replaced light bulbs with your dad. That's just something I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this is when this is when you know that it's in a certain part of the country. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we get the whole thing where he she needs cigarettes, he leaves, and then the she's kind of just chilling. She. Um, plugs in her phone because her phone's not working, right? Yeah, yeah, it's dead. The no. battery's dead. Flip phone, dated. <laughs> so she, the another knock happens, and she answers the door by herself because why not? It's the same girl. She asks the same question: "Is tomorrow here, or is, does she say it's tomorrow here, or is tomorrow home?" I can't remember. Dogs tomorrow. Home. She and so she, you know, it's the whole. It's the same interaction, just with Kristen. Hello? Is Tamara home? She locks the door. I will lock the door. So she goes over. She plugs her phone into the chimney. Into, there's like an out. I just said she plugged it into the chimney. No, she. there's a plug next to the chimney she plugged it into. <laughs> but she goes back and the chimney is starting to smoke. So somebody plugged up the, the chimney and is causing, is pretty much trying to smoke her out. And that's when you get another knock at the door. But every time the knock, uh, like we get a new knock, it's more aggressive. Like instead of just a normal knock, it's, you know, it's it's like now somebody's like slamming on the door. She's yeah, starting no to freak out. She's trying to call James. and Well, she does call James and he doesn't like, he's just kind of blowing her off. It, this is one of those things where, you know, she's a, a grown ass adult who can experience have experiences and immediately he's just shooting everything down like no 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 you're like man you suck dude james you suck i told you like no and also did you notice like it wasn't until after the second knock and then tomorrow whatever thing that she locks the door yeah so the door yeah. maybe, maybe they're just that type of people like i keep my doors locked oh yeah personally 100 percent, man I, I I'm the same way. We get the the shot of her getting a glass of water. She's standing in the kitchen, kind of facing towards the the window in the kitchen, and that's when you see the man in the mask kind of creep out of the shadows and just stand oh, there. Such, it's such, such a good. Dude. It's the best shot of the film, in my opinion. It is. It's it's so great because you don't hear anything. You don't like hear him walking. You just see him appear, and then he just disappears. We get more knocking and there is just it and it's just super aggressive. She goes up to the door. Oh, I, so the fire. So the smoke detector starts going off because of the smoke. She knocks mm -hmm. it down uh, to turn it off. She changes. We get that cool scene with bag, the man, man in the mask. I'm going to call him Baghead because it's easier to, to say. Works for me. And she then he, we get more aggressive knocking. She goes to the door and she's like, you know, stop stop or whatever and does she end up opening the door again i can't no, no, remember it, it opens by its well they open it right and then she she slams it shut and then locks it again yeah but she notices the um the smoke detectors on the chair yes and that her her phone Lock. cord is cut 
Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. I was like, how did the, how did so you good. get there, Mister Smoke Detector? And so many things are happening in this one scene. This is it, it, we get the shot of her phone in the fire. That's later when he comes back. Okay. Yeah, it's after James comes back. So she, this is when she goes to the back of. She goes to there's like they have sliding doors in their living room, and she goes mm-hmm. back there and she opens up the 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 curtain, and he's and Baghead's standing there, mm-hmm. which freaks her out. Is that where she gets the knife? Yeah, yeah. We okay. then so yeah so we get surprise it's Bagface and his friend Dollface. Uh, Yay! We get the record skipping um, as Kristen hides in her room. And it's on that weird, what, what's the line of the song? I can't even remember. So yeah, you get the, the cool, like, it's, so the record, so they, she hits the record table causing the record to skip, which it keeps repeating the same line over and over again as she's hiding, trying to hide in her room. And she's just Very sitting there. Fear. Yeah, and she's sitting there and you can hear, like, the noises out in the hallway and you think, like, you're waiting for one of the the bad, the strangers to come down the hallway and get her, but instead it's Scott Speedman. I'm sorry, I have to <laughs> come into the Just rescue. Yeah, he comes out. To, uh, so he search. So of course she's hiding. She's terrified. She's trying to tell James everything that he see. If she's seeing, and she of course uh, he doesn't believe anything she's saying. And you're like, of course not, because you suck. He's a dick, uh, you, and I raved, but the way she says it in the song sounds totally bad. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I put literally typical that he doesn't believe her because that's just oh, how these that's just that's that's the thing that annoys me about a lot of these horror movies or about movies in this period of time is there's always like the woman goes through an experience, tells somebody else and they're like immediately they're like, nah, I have well, to experience that thing before I believe you, dude. And you're like, well, I, fuck you. Another thing is, why is she like one thing like classic more horror movie <coughs> horror movie trope? We, this happened earlier after they started like. <laughs> Like beating on the door and stuff. She's like wandering through the house. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, just just stay right. in your room. Fucking <laughs> lock your bedroom door. Just stay in there. Uh, does she cut? Does she cut her hand on the lamp? Uh, uh yeah, something I, like that. Yeah, this was before. What's his James gets back? She cuts yeah. her hand on the lamp when she goes in the room. She yeah. does something yeah. on the because lamp he see he sees that her hand's cut and he wraps well, it with his she tie. Can't, she can't turn the damn thing off, so she smashes it. Yeah. Yeah, which is so weird. Like, what kind of lamp do you I have? Mean, to... She like picks it up. She's like, ah! <laughs> turn off the clapper won't work. <laughs> I, I think by now, when I, the first time I watched this movie without saying any more plot is this is when it started feeling eerie to me because you can tell by this point in the movie that they're not there to kill them immediately. They're there to literally play with them. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's cat and mouse. Like mm-hmm. they're just there to slap them around. And terrorize him. <laughs> Chucky, wanna play? Yep. <laughs> well, that's why when, when you see him in the background in that one shot when she's in the kitchen, he's like, This is my shit. So, yeah, so <laughs> James walks around the house looking for things and can't find anything. Uh, and we get the shot of her phone in the fire. We get the we get them looking out the or Kristen looks through the window. She's like, James, come and see. And she he comes over and it's the freaking uh creepy girl. It's just standing in the distance, staring at them. And then they kind of like turn away and look again, and she's gone. Teleport. James is like, screw this. I'm going. We're going to get out of here. Well, before that, he goes outside and notices his car's all smashed up. His tires are slashed. His windshield's smashed in. He goes back in the house, and all this shit's going going on. 
He was going he to was get going his to phone. phone. Yeah, he was going yeah, to get his phone. Why? Why yeah. you leave your phone in the car? I don't know. Why? They were with the cigarettes. Yeah. He, yeah. So yeah, so he goes back. He's like, screw this. We're going to go even though my car is destroyed. And they go outside. They try to... Or he gets in, and right before, that's when you get the lights shining from the truck behind them. He gets out before the truck literally freaking just drives, it smashes into this car, and it does it like three or four times, destroying it. Waste he runs, of a good truck. Yeah, yeah, he runs back. Yeah, but the thing is, is they drive away with it later on, and like at the end yeah, of this movie. Yeah. So you beat the pe- you beat the piss out of it. You got to change all the header panel and stuff. It's just waste I mean, of a good truck. I mean, the truck is probably fine. Oh, that's a little banged in. The sorry. car, no. No, but, absolutely not. I mean, the truck is I know. made of tougher material. I just hate to see that nice truck get beat up. You also get the scene where he is sitting in the driver's seat and the, the hand comes and touches touch his, his shoulder neck. and he turns and there's Ooh, no one there. Yeah, sort of, these people are fast. So they run back inside. So he runs back inside. Well, she's sitting there going, what's happening? What's happening? I'm like, shut up. Kristen, get back in the house. That's what I was saying. He was just well. The, the, the scene that the truck is smashing them is when they both try to get in the car and leave. It all, yeah, it's all he, a blur. It's all like the same yeah. shit going he on here. He gets his phone and realizes the battery is. Yeah, because they go back phone. in the house and then she like scares her because he's by the door. Oh, James is so worried. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he then he he's like, I got to get a gun. So he goes and finds a gun. And then he's got to find the bullet. So he's, you know, the typical like throwing boxes around in a closet trying to find some bullets. It's always in a damn shoebox in the closet. And then you find out James has no idea how to use a gun. And she's like, I, I, but, but your dad, but what was, what does she say? She says like you, but your dad used one, right? Like you've seen your dad. I thought you, you went hunting with your dad. Ah. And he's like, no, I just said that. I use this. I'm not sure I even know how to load it. But you said you used to hunt with your dad. No, I never did. It was just it was something I said. It's like what? Like, Way to go! Like <laughs> just a, like, just I'm a guy sure looking to, to be cool. Stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure I know how to load this. Thing. Load it. Maybe. Like what? I didn't take long for him to figure it out though. Like once he gets the barrel and stuff on there, he's like. And like she even does it later, like loading shells and shit. Like, all right. She takes like, she's a like bunch throwing of... them in his pocket. Yeah, she's like candy. a bunch in his pocket. And then they try to go out the front door again, and that's when Baghead starts axing the door, like oh, Jack yeah. Torrance. And they throw a bunch of furniture in front of the door to prevent him from getting in. They go back into the bedroom, and that's when they like lean up against a wall, and he's got the shotgun aimed at the door and we but got he, he blasts the door and yes he shoots yeah, one he shot because he sees door. you get the shot of the crack in the door and you see baghead on the other side and he takes the shot baghead disappears and then they run into the bedroom and and they hunker down in the bedroom i got one thing how I was... do you miss that close no no okay hold but on how do you miss hold on <laughs> okay hang on this is a common misconception i don't kind of shots and there's probably buckshot if you want to hunt with his dad i'm assuming it's buckshot shotguns do not spread as much as people think at that range like i know it's for a film and he probably shouldn't miss but i have a feeling that baghead probably didn't calculate for him having a gun like it just for some reason like it just does not i don't know it just feels like he didn't because you never seem to really do anything once you get the once they get the gun until what's coming up they just pushed the piano into the door uh, it's a cool shot though i like when you like yeah. see his head out the door and you're like, oh. yeah 
and then he's just gone. Like, yep. So they hunker back down. I, I love I love when he throws the kitchen chair like that's going to do something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just read. Just yeah. Anything. So yeah, music starts playing as they wait there. Um, I don't remember what song it was, but another Wasn't song plays on the record. Play. Wasn't it Mama Tried at that point? Oh, okay. Because it played a lot in the movie. Because Mama, Mama Tried Merle was... Merle Haggard. Merle it was Haggard. playing when she went and hid because it all of a sudden stops. Yeah, because she messed it up and I think they re-situated. Because that's when he shows up. We meet Mike. <laughs> Mike. Who is the friend Who is the friend of James? Uh he is at their house and he's on the phone trying to call James, be like, Hey man, I'm here, you know, I'm here for you, blah, blah, blah. Even though he's like, I really just don't want to be here though, because it's like five o'clock in the morning and <laughs> or however much time has passed between it was four o'clock in the morning. What time is it now? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> he then gets his car gets attacked, but you don't see who does it. You just see the like his the windshield gets smashed in. He gets out all yeah. like, what the fuck? He wanders and see he wanders towards their house and he sees uh, James's car all smashed up and the truck parked mm-hmm. behind it. And he's like, "What is going on?" And the, the the thing was is like he announces himself. Outside the house, he's like James, Kristen, hey, is anyone here outside? But once he gets in the house, he says nothing. It's just weird. You figured mm-hmm. he would holler. Like if you notice that, like clearly, you know, if you're Mike and you see things that are like you see the situation, it's got to be a home invasion, correct? Like you, you would assume that's what it's going on. So first, if I'm Mike, call nine one one. Yes. <laughs> And maybe don't venture into the house. Yeah, that's or a stupid idea. Walk or at least go in like to the entryway of the house and just announce yourself. Like, hey, who's that? Like, hello? Yeah. Like, maybe no, I agree you're either gonna, you know, get the people that are in there out of there or they're gonna make yourself known. Cause but boy, no. Mike gets fucking destroyed. He wanders what down the do? hallway. And he doesn't make any noise. I mean, he does because they're sitting in the room and they can hear footsteps yeah. going down the hallway. And so they think it's one of the strangers. And you get the great shot of Mike kind of like creepily going down the hallway trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And you got Baghead behind him with the axe and he's about yeah. to freaking hack him. And then we get that he gets blasted. He walks in front of the doorway and James it. and James blows him away. Okay, he does say something right before he gets shot, though. I think he says James's name. Oh, does he it's see him look- right before he gets shot? No, I, I think he's he's looking behind him, right? Because he realizes somebody's behind him. Uh, well, he's oh, looking off. He because he when he goes in the house, he picks up something metal. Well, like, he picks up the something. typical uh, the the fire pick thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So he's walking in, and like you said, call nine one one. You see all the shit everywhere. Yeah, it's stupid. You're just yeah. putting yourself Don't- in danger. Well, either way. But yeah, he He's probably, was, he was probably going to die regardless. He was either going to get axed in the back or get shot. Well, because I, I said both of those things. I said, I said, dude with the axe is behind him. I said, he's either going to get axed there or James is going to shoot him. Yeah. See, either I was, way, he was screwed. Yeah, I was very mad at Mike for not taking those like, proper dumb. precautions. Mike was half, half asleep, you know, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, horror tropes. But I mean, you see the door half axed open. 
And all the shit piles from and trucks hit in the back of his thing. Yeah. I'd be like, hmm. I mean, if two my two. car... Actually, the first hit should have been the rock that was thrown through his window. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, nope, I'm out of here. These little beds. Give him a yeah. moment. He, uh, so... They Mike... never said he was smart. Yeah, Mike was played by Glenn Howerton, who is famous for... He's one of the main characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. I, other than that, I don't know much uh, about him. But yeah, he has a very short-lived role in this movie. Oh, yeah. So James then goes, well, he, well, of course he grieves over Mike's body. He figures out it's Mike and, she, you know, and then you got freaking Christian's like, what's going on? What is it? Who is it? And he's just like, if I was, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I just fucking murdered my best friend. Don't go look. Don't go look. I don't oh, look. It's Christ. Mike. It's Mike. <laughs> yeah. So he decides he needs to go to the barn because he he knows there's a radio out there to call for help. And that's when he opens up the blind again and it just says killer on the window. Yeah. Dude, they, I mean, whether they did that intentionally or not, they had them people so unnerved that yeah. that situation is, seems realistic. Yeah. Like you have people like the first person they see, they're just going to, because they're not expecting anybody to be oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So we don't talk, we didn't good. talk about how the first time they see the windows, it says hello all over it. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I go, damn, Sack had be running fast as they all surround James. Like James goes out there and he freaking gets like swarmed by them all. Like they're all just like, just get him. And then he just disappears. Because yeah. he was about to shoot. Was it the pinup coming out of the yeah. shed? Yes, he sees her coming out of the shed. And that's when freaking, Bolt comes. Yeah, over. Baghead literally is sprinting at him. Yeah. And then that's uh, that's that's the last we see of James until the the end of this movie. Uh, Kristen waits as Sackhead wanders back into the house. Uh, she books it to the barn and she face plants into a ditch and fucks up her leg. The stranger smash up the house. You can hear. I love that where she's like she's like in the ditch and she can, you can hear them going and just destroying the house, yep. smashing everything up. Sound is good in this movie. Good. You know what they did really well about this movie is. The parts of the movie where they think they're hidden, these people always know where they are at all times. Mm-hmm. Like oh. even, like even like when he's, even when he's yeah. about to kill, uh, shoot the pinup girl. Yeah, like you, you always have in the back of their head that they think they're hidden, but they always know where you are, and that's kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing though is is before he does shoot pinup girl, I think again this is just my thought. I think that was another. Um, thing that Baghead wasn't calculating for, calculating for, because you don't see it any other time in this movie except for this, because you hear him sprint up on James. Yeah, like he's like, oh fuck, like he's got to do something yeah. before he ends up shooting this other person. Mm-hmm. So obviously, he doesn't want to lose a member of the team. Not pin up girl. No. So she, so Kristen has to crawl to the barn because of her leg. Dollface or pin up. I I called her Dollface number two because I couldn't figure out what her name was. But she's I think the pin up girl was the one who stalks her. Behind her it and then lady, disappears. It was lady mask to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know. Kristen makes it to the barn and she finds the radio, but she can't get it to work. And then, and the the strangers are toying with her outside. You can hear them walking around and making noise out there. And then pinup girl takes an axe to the radio mm. as someone finally answers it. Yeah. Uh, always the case. 
Kristen makes her way back to the house and hides from the stranger. She hobbles her way back into the house. Um, but don't make all that noise, Kristen. You're trying to be she sneaky. And she just, time. yeah, she, so many, <laughs> she just makes so much noise too. There, and, there's a scene here I, I like when she's going back to the house where she's kind of like laying where she's down. Not, where she's where, not, where she's not limping. Yeah. <laughs> we'll gloss over that. Um, but there's a scene where she's laying down and then she sees Baghead like over to the right kind of like watching the house mm-hmm. and then he like moves into the house. I think yeah. it's kind of neat that she is watching him do this, even though obviously I'm pretty sure they know where she's at, but he's like, Oh, I'm just going to go in the house. You kind of see it from a different perspective. This is kind of neat. And so when yeah. she makes it back into the house, Oh, sorry. Would you want to say something? I was just agree. Oh, okay. She, she wanders back into the house and she hides in a pantry. And this is always where you, the best. Idea. This is where you get the great scene of, Baghead kind of wandering around looking kind of he's not looking very well he's kind of just wandering around looking in different places but you can hear him breathing the whole time oh Oh, man that makes it even worse you could just hear him like it's like uh, when you watch Halloween in the scene uh, the very first scene you see Laurie Strode and her fan and her friends and they're walking down the sidewalk and Michael's behind the hedge and it shows yes, the shot yeah. of behind Michael and you can hear him breathing as he's watching mm-hmm. them walk away. Can we all disagree that this dude is a big man? Mm-hmm. He has to be. Yeah. He's a big guy. So she, so he doesn't see her or he does, he knows she's in there, but he just doesn't, he's not the one who's going to get her. He wanders yeah. away, but then Dollface shows up and pulls her out of the pantry. She gets out and wanders around. She gets out and wanders around until the backhead knocks her out. Uh, she's bleeding and clawing at the floor, which is, oh, God, I hate that, especially it's wood floor, and she's, like, trying to, like, claw at it. She's being dragged back. I'm like, you know how much that has to hurt. Mm-hmm. We then, it is now, the sun is out, and both the char- the both of our main characters are tied to chairs, and Kristen is back in her dress that she was wearing from the wedding. And James is, I mean, James has been in the same outfit the entire movie, but he's got his jacket back on. <laughs> well, there's there's a scene earlier before before Baghead knocks her out. It's in the kitchen between fucks. What's her name? Uh, Kristen. Kristen, yeah, Kristen and Dollface, whatever the fuck her name is, where 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 she the knives on the counter. And she's Dollface starts kind of like fucking with the knife, mm-hmm. and then yeah. like Kristen's character like grabs that like that little paring knife. Yep. Like you know, that's the thing. That? And it's just cool. Like it's that whole tension. Like is she gonna grab the knife? Is she gonna do? Like is she gonna do her in? And then mm-hmm. back edge kind of knocks her out. Yep. I thought it was a neat little tension building scene. Yeah. So, it's yeah. all tension building. I know, but yeah, it's, it's a good scene. Like this it's, whole it's movie, really cool. This whole movie is just all tension all the time. The whole reason she goes and hides is because she hears him play the piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, he's in the house. Yep. Oh, hey, how, how articulate. Yeah, and you see, oh, well, it, yeah, and then you see him, well, at first you see him wander into that bedroom at the end of the hall, and then he comes out, does the whole, like, you know, walk around and everything, and such a great, yeah. the whole the whole sequence is great. So I then, was hoping he's going to sit and eat the ice cream. Yeah, right. He just takes off his mask to eat some ice cream. He so yeah, so now both of them are caught. They're tied to chairs. She's wearing her dress again and she's crying and she's just asking them like, "Why are you doing this?" and 
I love this is one of the greatest responses. She just the what, was it pin was it pinup girl? It was, uh, the doll face. Doll she face. goes because you were home. It's because yes. you were home, which is just I so was like, oh my gosh, terrifying. They can speak. Mm-hmm. So terrifying. Yes. Such good. So we get our final goodbyes to the main characters as every one of the strangers takes off their mask, and I love that you never see their face. Yes, it doesn't perfect. matter that this is the end of the movie. You never see their mm-hmm. even until the credits roll. You never see what these characters look like. You kind of see what Dollface looks like a little bit from the final scene, but you really uh, never see what any of these characters truly look you like. You never see like the sides Spe- of their Speaking of, uh, speaking of on that, is, I also love that in this movie they like most horror movie slashers, whatever. There's always at the end they always bring it back to like, oh, this is why they pick these people to kill them because they knew this. Their cousins, cousin of all cousins, was a murder or something but in this yeah. one it's just they just pick these people randomly like yep. the, the comment work. the comment that they like you are you were home is pretty much like you just have bad luck mm-hmm. like yeah we have no we have no connection to you we just wanted to terrorize people yep yeah so we then get the the very ceremonial stabbing like each of them like just like it's not like a like quick stabs they do like the slow kill Mm. Um, which then you like see the emotion on their faces Mm. as they are being murdered. After that, we then see two boys riding their bikes, walk by the truck. The strangers are driving away from the scene and these two boys are walking alongside their bike and the girl who I'm guessing is Dollface comes out and asks for one of the pamphlets that the young boys have. And it says Christian living on it, which is actually a hint towards the second film. The boy, because he, he asks, are you a sinner? Are you a sinner? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's when Pinup Girl, she also says something too. She's like, next time it's going to be. It'll be easier next time. It'll be easier next time. So that, and I think that's her only line. Oh, no, no, no. Because Pinup Girl was the one who said is tomorrow here, right? No, no, no. no. Oh, was that Dollface? Dollface. God, it's so confusing between the two of them. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. who well, Dollface, damn thing? I just, I just remember because Dollface was blonde and Pinup Girl was brunette. Right. Yeah, so I think Dollface has all the lines them. except for Pinup Girl's one at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I could kind of keep them separated. Mm-hmm. The two boys riding their bikes walk by the strain. Oh, no, I already said that. <laughs> the boys discover the carnage left behind by the strangers. And you get the, the same scene you see in the beginning of the movie. Uh, they discover James's dead body. And then one of the boys goes over to Kristen's body where he's kind of he, he kneels down and he's going to like touch her. And she wakes up, grabs his arm and screams. <laughs> and then boom, it's over. Those boys, I would not be touching either one of Terrorized. them. Terrorized. Terror, that is I, right. I thought, that, I mean, I thought really? that was a good ending, though. I love yeah, the it was, ending. Yes. Yeah. It's it was, truly, truly no, the a first traumatizing time, experience. The first time I watched it, I almost shit myself when she screamed. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's over. It's all good. And I wasn't paying much attention. Then she screamed, and I just a little poop came out. It's fine. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. That's what you got underwear for, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> got a new pair. Everything's good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the strangers. Oh, one last trivia question for you, Dan. What was the gun that James uses in this movie? Mossberg five hundred. Okay. Good job. <laughs> I try. Uh, you, know, I, I you know how to load it. 
<laughs> I do actually. I do too. I, I do. I'm actually I'm going to replace one of my shotguns tomorrow. But yes, I do not load a shotgun. <laughs> you sure you're? You just didn't say that. I just said it because I went. I, I just said it because I never went hunting with my dad. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. That's great. Well, uh, that was that was. I, I enjoy that movie um, very much. It's definitely a good spooky <clears throat> movie to watch during this time of year. I've seen it a bunch of times. Adam's seen it a bunch of times. It's always good to have, you know, like me and him having seen it so many times to get the our experiences, but also like what you guys think, especially since it's your first go around with this. Yeah, I'm actually glad this is the first film I picked, and I'm glad they actually enjoyed it. I would have. <laughs> well, just just think of it this way: as far I mean, I, I know there's there's one you missed out for Halloween so far, Adam. But like every movie we've done for Halloween has been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I will. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't miss one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all good. It's it's definitely not like a Jaws. Oh my crap. <laughs> <laughs> or Resident Evil. Oh, oh god, god that was, that's even yeah. worse. I, I was gonna say that might be worse. So the guy that plays Baghead is actually six foot two. I looked that up. He was breathing hard when he was dragging him away. Yeah. I know. It must just be like the camera angles because he seems so big in certain I mean, scenes com- when he's like standing there. But that's the thing though, oh, is really? I think because you know the two girls that he's with are very small, like a bag or yeah. a pinup girl and dollface. They're very small, so His like stature, how tall is over though, them? From... Yeah, he's wide. I yeah. mean, when he stands he's there, wide. Well, he also yeah. like slouches yeah. a little bit, which is kind of yeah. creepy to me. Like when he stands there, he's kind of like, well, like well, how, how tall is Liv Tyler? Tyler I don't think Liv Tyler is games. very tall. No, either five nine. Like, I just made that. Well, up. That's actually pretty good. tall for I, I, a woman. I just made that up. I was like, I'd be pretty tall. A, really. Okay, 10. she is 5'10". So she's tall. Yeah. But. It might just be I the mean, angles. Cause, but, cause he, he could also skinny. be wearing. He could also be wearing taller shoes. You never really see his feet. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, you don't really see his feet. He I know is. that. I know. Um, we don't even get to see his feet okay. or his face. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting off all those delicious fetishes. Yeah, so like, like the, the actors. She's okay, five she's ten. five ten. Like everybody is super tall. Scott Speedman's five eleven. So that's kind of Dollface is five ten. Wow. Um, Liv Tyler's five ten. Five ten. Five nine. Yeah. How old is she? Okay, so Pinup Girl is five four. Okay. So yeah. But seeing them all stand side by side at the end, you kind of notice a height difference. So that makes sense. But I I still think he was wearing. Taller shoes. Yeah, they may, like you said, it may have been just been angles and perspectives how they did it, make them look. Yeah, alive. it must. It must. Why is? I mean, go why ahead. Is the guy that plays the man in the mask? Why does he look like he'd kill somebody, anyways? <laughs> uh, yeah, he just totally he's does. Like, Poor guy. God, he's, he's got a big, he's he's a big guy and he's got a big beard and it's like that guy looks like he could kill somebody. He's like, what the fuck? Look at what look t- at his face. <laughs> he looks like so much <laughs> shit in his cereal. <laughs> Shave your face, you psychopath. <laughs> He's probably like the nicest guy. Kip, oh good my Kip God. Weeks. I don't like his IMDb picture though. He needs to. <laughs> what is he? What he else has he been one. in? Glory Road and Spencer Confidential. Oh boy, those are some good ones. But it's ones. like a, a WinRAR is you. He was okay. He's from Bogota. Okay. He's lived in Nigeria. Fake, fake news. <laughs> just, he's a fake man. He's just, he is a hundred percent. You're fake. Glory, Glory Road. You say glory hole? Uh, gl- 
Oh, you know, no glory this, road. The, end of, this, right the end of this show is going off the rails right now. Boom, bitch. <laughs> Leave um, it to this one. To not always. Go out oh, okay, okay. Field. I got to do and say something about the movie. Another thing I liked about the film, and this is something I like uh, in a lot of, like, especially horror films, mm-hmm. is I love, I love the lack of information. Yeah. Outside of you know the, the what they mentioned, it was just because they were home. No, you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about them beforehand. Nothing is explained. It just happens. And like I said before at the beginning, I mentioned it, but it's pretty much all of this is in one locale outside of a little bit of the shows at the um, the wedding, which is inconsequential because it's like two seconds. Mm-hmm. But like everything's in this one location, mm-hmm. and it just feels really self-contained, and it just helps build the creepy a creepy atmosphere. A hundred percent. And yeah. I don't know if it wasn't because I was because I wasn't. Not paying attention, but not like taking this part in. Like I didn't realize it was his family home. Yeah, he mentions about the gun. Like my dad should have a gun. But like I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, not know. But I didn't realize in the in the in the wood. Until that until that part, and it's like I guess it didn't really set in that it was a family home. Two brothers. Until he was looking for the gun, and I was like, oh, well, he knows his way around. Because he wants to go to the shed. And I was like, how does he know there's a radio in the shed? Yeah. But, you know, everyone keeps a radio in their shed. Oh, I mean, time. all the time. Really? You got a short wave. In your shed or in your basement, <laughs> if you have one. Oh, of course. Of and course. we're in our basment. So. I used to use it with Me my too. <laughs> basement dwellers. Do you, do you know how to you know use, use this radio? Our, you know, we sleep in our basement. I, I thought you said you used the radio with your dad. That's just something I said. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I actually don't know how to turn it on. All righty. Well, that was The Strangers. So next week's episode, since I haven't announced it yet, no one here in the show knows what yeah, movie I'm picking. We have no I idea. Know. Like, what do we want? <laughs> Nebby does Alice. Next Whoa. week's episode is going to be The Ring. Oh, uh, okay, cool. I dig it. I thought it was going to be like Critters. Oh, Not- hey. <laughs> so- Billy Zane's in that one. So uh, we have three. So there was three movies movie? that I had I had in mind. One of them was The Shining, but I would love to do a Shining and Doctor Sleep back-to-back episodes at some mm. point. It doesn't have to be Halloween, but I, I, I figured those movies need to go together. Yes, uh, give me some time and, and I the will ring, be prepared. The Ring is one of those movies. I picked The Ring because The Ring truly terrified me as a kid. Like, it was really... It scared the shit out of me as a kid. I haven't That's seen it in a very long time, and the sequels are, are, are trash, so I'm not... I don't care about doing the sequels. This movie, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I'm excited to to watch it again and watch it closer too. The you, first time I watched it, I was like seven and I cried. <laughs> I'll cry right now. <laughs> and then for the final episode of the month, it's still a surprise. You're gonna have to find out next week after after that episode. So I'm not obviously I'm not gonna say it. I know who it is. You probably mentioned it last episode, but I know who it is. And I'm not expecting anything good from it. All right. <laughs> Don't be mean no, to my friends. It'll be all right. I'm wow, just kidding. Chill the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> God. Don't be mean to Listen, my friends. If anybody's going to pick shitty movies around here, it's going to be me. So everybody knows that. The fly. Yeah. Oh, I'll do what you watched me. <laughs> also, we mentioned. Like, <laughs> Sorry, seriously. He said, he said, he said something about. Me? A shitty movie, and I'm like, yes, this coming from the person that likes the giant. Claw. The giant claw is a fucking brilliant oh, fuck. movie. It's no, so it's bad. Not. It is. You ever seen the Beast of Yucca Flats? 
I have watched Sun a Demon lot wrong of you. bad movies with you. <laughs> Just, I'm I, listen, listen, I, I, I feel I feel like I don't know anything that's going on. I feel like he could just be making <laughs> shit up, just making words up. I'm not. I'm 100% <laughs> not making it. I heard the word, I heard the word yucca, and that was the first time I've ever heard that in my life. So I don't... <laughs> also, uh, this month, we're not just doing these Spooktober movies. We're also going to be reviewing... Uh, the Chucky show, which is premiering on October 15th, we're going to be doing um, a short, like, unedited review on every episode of that. Plus, the same day, Halloween Kills is coming out in theaters and on Peacock, so I would like to do a review on a quick, like, Not unedited Peacock. review on Halloween Kills, which is the second movie of the new Halloween trilogy that's that's out it came the first one was the 2018 halloween i'm excited because i loved the 2018 halloween that's a true sequel to the original halloween and i love it and i can't wait to see how good or how this one plays out so we're so look forward to our spooktober movies so like next week we're doing the ring we're gonna be doing the first episode of chucky uh probably the weekend after it's released and we're going to do a short review on Halloween kills. So stay tuned for all that. I don't have dates on when those are going to be released, but stay tuned. We're going to be doing, they'll those. be happening. It's going to be happening. Yeah. Stay tuned. And just FYI, uh, I, I will state it. Some of these episodes are, re are recorded way before so that for editing purposes, um, work purposes, because me and Adam work <clears throat> crazy work shifts. And I know Dan and Ara do as well. I was going to say that you work and we don't. No, you like, don't. All right, fair <laughs> no. I wish I didn't. I see that government check. <laughs> so yeah, so not. Um, but we're gonna have, <laughs> well, we're gonna be making sure you guys get an episode every single week, uh, for this month and for the, for the foreseeable future, unless something crazy happens, like you know, I have a kid at the end of this month. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's fake news. Hundred percent fake news. <laughs> All right, everybody, I want to thank everybody for supporting the channel. Make sure to drop a like, comment on what you thought of the movie. Make sure to form your own opinion. Go watch the movie yourself and uh, leave us a comment on what you thought about it. Or maybe we made some mistakes or we forgot to mention something. Make sure to put those in the comments. Also, drop a sub on the channel because we need to get to 100 subscribers so we can get our URL. Because <laughs> Do it. I want to be YouTube.com slash dissect that film instead of YouTube.com slash 75 letters. Okay. YC 104th. Yes. All right. So yes. drop that sub. Also, make sure to go follow us and leave us a rating over on whatever podcast service you listen to the show on. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. So make sure to go listen over there. Thank you all for the support. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. And that is Adam Parker. And we are Dissect That Film. And this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>